This is Melissa Stewart, welcoming you to an episode of Beyond Brave podcast. Beyond Brave is a chance for us to learn from each other. It's also a time to be courageous by sharing ideas, especially those ideas that are initially less than perfect in the classroom. Lastly, it's a chance to be brave together by boldly embracing a culture of pedagogical inquiry. I would like to welcome Kirk Konecki. Kirk is the incoming superintendent at Indian Hill Schools. He arrives after serving as the superintendent at Graham Local School District. His leadership also includes work as a high school principal in Springfield, Ohio. While serving as the superintendent, Graham Local Schools became a member of the League of Innovative Schools. Welcome, Kirk. Hi, thanks for having me. So we would love to hear a little bit more about you. Why education and why leadership? Well, education and leadership are so important to me because people always helped me as a child and growing up. And so I like to give back to my community and I believe in helping children uh, realize their own future. That's the most exciting thing that I get to do as an educator. And someone did that for me. So I want to do that for others. And what do you think is the most pressing issue in education right now? Personalization, making sure that every child gets what they need so they can connect what they're passionate about with their purpose in the pathway they want. And that's a lot easier said than done. I wonder if this will connect to the League of Innovative Schools, what you just said, but we'll hold on that just for a minute. Um, We're excited. We're not a member, so we're excited to learn much about that from you. The superintendency is such a demanding position. How in the world do you ever gain work-life balance? I don't think you gain a work-life balance. I think what you do is you look at your work as your life, and we love the life of a school. So my wife Susie and I and our children are all actively involved in the life of the school. That's what we like to do. We enjoy school activities, uh, fine arts, athletics, being around other people who like school activities. And then when you get a break, you find a movie and popcorn and try to get some rest, and, and that's what it's all about. I also feel very lucky that I found very early in my life that education was the right place for me, and I have found a job that I love. I can't imagine ever doing anything else. My sister-in-law for a while worked for a pharmaceutical company and said to me, why don't you come and be a sales rep? Your lifestyle will be so much easier. You'll work less hours. You'll make more money. And I just said, Abby, I can't do it because... I can't sell drugs. I can sell public education because I believe in it, but I'll never be successful in that job. Yeah, I think you always want to do something that you believe in and something that you can have fun while you're working hard. I, I would not do this job if I couldn't enjoy it while I was doing it. So definitely finding something you're passionate about and that you can give back and enjoy it while you do it. It's interesting for me to think about your career in teaching and leadership and now as a superintendency, and you've worked in so many various settings. What advice do you have for new people in education? I think new people entering the field need to realize that this is one of the greatest occupations you can have. This is a great career choice, and they don't always get that message from the public or the media, public education, but this is it. Uh, There is no better career choice. So I tell people, soak it up, learn as much as you can from those people who came before you, and really just try to enjoy learning about being an educator because it's such a vital, important job, public 
public education is vital to our country, our democracy, our future, and we have the greatest opportunity every day that most people don't get to help shape that future. I agree completely. I was at a meeting at the elementary school a couple weeks ago and walking through the hallway with one of the teachers and I took a deep breath and I said, do you smell that? And the teacher said, oh, I'm, it just has that smell of students coming in from recess and they're hot and they're sweaty and was almost like apologizing for it. And I said, well, that's the best smell ever because it's the only place you get that is out of school. Like right away, you know that and you know even what level of student it is. It's just the best because it's us. Yeah, students involved in activities inside and out, especially I'm a big proponent of problem-based learning, uh, STEM learning, outdoor education experiences. But when you can do that, whether it's athletics, fine arts, whatever that activity is, getting to be involved with children while they're learning and doing those things is so much fun to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. And I think, again, that's what makes the experience great for people. And here at Indian Hill, I think we do it better than most. So I can't wait to dive in and get to see what our students are doing. So what advice do you have for veteran teachers? For someone like me, right? I might have a few gray hairs and a few wrinkles. What would you say to me? Always be open to new learning. I think that's the bottom line for education today is if you are someone who has a strength or a skill or expertise, share that, help develop other leaders. And if there's an area where you want to learn, you have an opportunity to learn every day. And what you don't know, somebody else probably knows. And most people want to share in education. So I think if you come to work with an attitude of learning and sharing with one another, you can have a lot of fun and have a lot of personal and professional growth and really build a team where you are. And I think that's the bottom line. So this is similar to what we've talked about before, but if you could change any single thing in education right now, what would it be? We've got to get faster for children. So I talk about faster a lot. What I mean by that is building capacity to help children in their pathways. And it has to start at an early age. Sometimes in schools, we wait too long. We don't provide the opportunity early enough. We don't help people make decisions about what they don't want to become. And those are all really important things we have to be intentional, routine, and consistent about in schools. So building that capacity as a staff and as a community with community partners and parents and industry and higher ed to help our children pre-K through 12 is really, really important for a healthy school system for each child. Who is somebody who inspires you? My wife inspires me. My children inspire me. My parents inspire me. And anybody who works hard in education inspire me. I love being around students and I love being around teachers. That's why I do what I do. So I, I could pick one person, but at the end of the day, I enjoy this profession because I get to be around lots of inspiring people all the time. Who is a thought provoker for your work? Eric Scheninger, a big thought provoker for my work locally here in Ohio, uh, the team at Battelle for Kids that does some really great work with human capital. There are some great people there like Steve Fuji, who I just love to learn with and from. And I would say uh, Michael Fullen is, is a favorite author of mine that deals with change and change process and how to understand all that. So those are a couple. Share some information about the League of Innovative Schools. Like I said, we are not a member, and so it's really exciting to learn from you. The League of Innovative Schools is a group of about 100 school districts from across the country, and Graham was privileged enough to be able to join or be invited to join the League this past year as the only small school in Ohio currently. But really, it's about 
a tribe of schools who want to work on specific projects to personalize education, to make sure that we are integrating technology with learning and doing that pedagogy work the right way, working on problems that are hard for educators to figure out, but getting experts in the room together and spending real time collaborating. And at the end of the day, what happens is Leaders are helping other leaders replicate best practices instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. And I have found that the member schools in the league support one another in a network and they're doing similar work and they value that together. And so whenever you can get together with a group of people who are like-minded to work on the biggest problems we face in public education, I'm all about that because I don't have all the answers. And I have learned so much from the educators from all those districts. They all have something to offer. And most important, they help develop other leaders. And at my in my job, my job is to develop other leaders. And I find a group of superintendents and administrators around the country who want to do that. They want to develop the next generation of educational leaders for modern schooling. And that's really important. One of the things you said that strikes me as so important is that I don't think it's possible to have your very best in education if we do it in isolation. The job has become too complex. The world is changing too fast around us. And so the idea of collaborating within your district and collaborating outside of your district, I think is such an important part of the equation for success. Everybody should get time to be their own teacher and to develop their own delivery style and to have space to be creative as an individual. I think everybody values that about teachers. That's why some students and parents flock to certain teachers over time. They just fit with their students. But at the end of the day, to be successful, you have to work as a team. And whether it's a team of teachers or teachers with administrators or administrators with support staff, as a whole district with your community, if you're not willing to work on common missions and projects together, you just really won't get where you need to go. And ultimately, to find opportunities for each child again is easier said than done. So if you're willing to collaborate, chances are you can put something in place for those children that are going to help them have success. And that's why we're all here is to unlock that future genius of the children we're serving. Okay, last set of questions. Rapid fire. Ready? Favorite TV show? The Office. Family members? Stephanie, Katie... (laughs) Kate, Gracie, Colin, and Susie. And I I think that you should share that you have... Triplets. Yes, exactly. I think that's (laughs) special. You should share that. Um, Ice cream sundae or shake? I like those pecan mudslide things uh, that Dairy Queen stopped making, but you can still order them. There you go. That's good information (laughs) to have. Favorite sports team? The New York Rangers. That was a mistake. All the Ohio State Buckeyes. There, there you go. That's the correct answer. <laughs> okay, ready? Love snow days or hate snow days? Love them for children. <laughs> Not fun for me. No, it is awful for every superintendent. Recommendation of a book, website, podcast, or article in pedagogy. I would say anything by Lencioni is good, and there are four or five books, but uh, Healthy Teams uh, would be a, a one that comes to mind. What do you hope students say about you? He cares. What do you hope colleagues say about you? He really cares. What do you think it means to be a brave? 
oh, I think to be a brave is all about leadership and service and innovation and wanting to do things at the highest level of quality with intention and passion. And I am so excited to get to be a brave and, and see what that experience is like firsthand. But that's kind of what it means to me right now. Last question, since you're now moving to the greater Cincinnati area, what are you excited to try or to see? Really just to get to know some of the local places where family hang out, uh, friends outside of campus. Where do people go? What did they like to do for fun? Uh, the parks in this area uh, look wonderful. And of course, the sports teams and the food and restaurants. We'll, we'll check out whatever we can. Well, let me finish by saying we are so thrilled to have you join our team. We are so proud of the work that we're doing, but we know under your guidance and your teamwork with us that we're going to be able to take it to the next level. And I think I speak on behalf of all of the employees at Indian Hill Schools that we recognize that it's never a destination, it's a journey. Every day we're trying to do the very best that we can for students, and we're so excited to have you be part of the team. Thank you. I am so excited to be a part of the team and learn from everybody here. I I can't wait to start learning together. I also think it's going to be really fun to see how it feels for you to be a superintendent in the greater Cincinnati area. I think something really special is happening here where superintendents and school districts are starting to share and there's a great force of motion related to what we're doing for students because of that collaboration. And I think that's going to help feed you so that you have that balance and that you have equal people to provide you with energy. Yeah, there are a wealth of leaders around the area, uh, not just superintendents, principals, teachers, uh, who I cannot wait to get to see in action around this area. And uh, the reputation precedes you, right? So I am so excited and I can't wait to start off here by getting to meet all of our people and uh, seeing great things happen. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. 